2: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy.
0: That's what the poster said.
2: See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it
0: PG-13. Defense performed tonight. Mike said he thought they were flying around and very effective overall. Yeah, I mean, I thought we played hard. I thought we were... Um, Play with good energy level you know gave up a couple explosives um and credit to the offense i thought they executed high level they did a nice job tonight i thought they ran hard created some big plays um they capitalized on any mistakes we made uh what i was excited about was w- when explosives did happen is the way we turned around and played in the red zone um you know we battled you know on multiple occasions with that first group uh, when the ball get down in there so those are good things to see you know after after a, a play and wh- whoever however get down there our guys stood up communicated through it um and, and definitely took advantage of some opportunities um to play stout in the red zone so those things were good next will be irish of for more
2: hey coach uh i know last week you, you talked about missed tackles being a, a bit of an issue uh, it's uh, kind curious how that went. And then also, could you just reflect on this this week and, and how your guys came through it? I know it was a real challenging uh, week physically and, and mentally.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, I thought the tackling was solid. You know, I think we overran a few cutback runs um, that we can't do, but I thought we were bringing our pads around our feet on contact a little bit better. Um, you know, we did fall off some, you know, so – you know, we gotta, it's a, it's a constant thing in college football nowadays with, you know, just your opportunities to tackle and how you teach it. You know, you just gotta take advantage of those. And I thought we did get a week better, but we still gotta, that's gonna be until the season ends, you know, uh, but I think we've got six straight days of, of, of pounding and, um, you know, on the road, off the road, traveling and, you know, th- those weren't really, we don't create those things to become, uh, problems, but you know, it it was a je- it was a challenging week uh, just from, you know, we gave him all the reason to continue to um, come together, continue to, you know, from moving to Jacksonville to coming back to the, the concepts of practice to the walkthroughs. And, you know, even today, you know, in the seven shot offense scored a few, but you saw the guy's energy level, you know, in the intensity of. You know it not being okay and them coming together. So you know, I thought we got out of the week what we wanted to, which was they were going to be challenged in a lot of ways this week uh, by each other. I thought the intensity of those practices in <clears throat> in Jacksonville were outstanding. You know, offense won some drills, defense won some drills. They like get after each other. Um, it was an intense um, grind fest, and I thought our team got better because of it. Next will be Brendan Sandoval from
2: 247.
1: Hey, Adam, uh, one one player that Coach Norvell mentioned today is standing out to me. He mentioned a couple, but one I want to ask you about was Jamie Robinson. Uh, I guess, what have you seen from Jamie uh, throughout camp and his progression? And then just tonight, I guess, what what's out to you about his play? You know,
0: Jamie's trying to play as hard as he can every rep. And, um, you know, whether it's special teams. I mean, right now, he's starting on kickoff and punt and, you know, we're pushing him. And, you know, he's obviously playing a lot of snaps on defense. And we're moving around some to try to create flexibility for our defense uh, um, and to be able to showcase his talents. And, you know, Jamie's really come on these last couple practices. You know, he's playing really hard, he's playing fast, and and we got to clean up a few of his angles on some. But, you know, I I know what Jamie's about. Um, I'm looking forward to coaching him, looking forward to pushing him. And, you know, he's pushing the other guys, and, you know, this team's important to him. All right, next will be Chris Nate. As far as takeaways this preseason, have you been pleased with how the defense has allowed some of them to come to them while also at times going and making the play and generating them on their own? Yeah, Chris, I you know, just you know, I've kind of as we've progressed, we have these takeaway circuits that we work, but they've really become ball disruption circuits. And, you know, we we try to tell our guys, listen, we gotta find ways to impact winning. And that guy did it, but there's a bunch of things that go into it, and just our ability to disrupt the ball from the end of last season till now. And part of it is just because of the rules, you know, the NCAA allows you now, you know, in the winter you were able to, you know, just, you know, work, you know, even conditioning drills, you can beat it into their minds and create habits. And then, you know, when the ball was becoming useful, when you use the balls in the summer, you know, there's just a lot of opportunities to teach. And, you you know, you see, especially the freshmen and the redshirt freshmen that really didn't know any different, like they're doing it, Subconsciously now. I mean, the ball, the hands are going up, they're attacking the football, and we're gloving the ball on some pass breakups. And, you know, I I like where we're at now, but it's one of those things if you take your foot off the fundamentals and you stop doing it, then they'll stop. And so we make sure that we constantly try to be proactive and come out with new drills, uh, coming up with film clips of showing our guys doing it throughout practices. And, um, you know, I, I think. I like the direction we're headed with our fundamentals when it comes to ball disruption.
2: Uh, coach Shannon the other day mentioned, you know, just the mixing and matching he's doing at linebacker. He doesn't really, really want to declare starters. You know, he just wants to kind of get those guys all to feel like they're starters. And I know you still have some position battles, um, probably corner and a couple other positions as well. Will there be a point do you feel like where you need to get 11 guys to get a lot of reps together or, or will this kind of continue maybe up until right towards the game? Well, I mean, we won't just have 11.
0: I mean, we all know that, you know, especially up front, we'll have, you know, probably five defensive tackles that'll play at least probably four ends, you know, at linebacker will probably have four guys that play the majority of snaps. Um, and then the, in the secondary, you know, we'll probably lock in on five and then have a sixth to a seventh have a third to fourth safety have a third to fourth nickel slash corner and um what we're doing at linebacker right now randy is we're teaching them basically both spots and we're making it really flexible so it's always the next man up it's not just the backup at a certain spot um i think we've done a good job in the secondary of doing that as well um just you're trying to get the next best player ready, whether it's a corner, whether it's a nickel, whether it's safety. Um, and so I I like the flexibility and I think it's come again with the, with the new rules. We've got a lot more time on the field with these guys. And so it's allowed us to teach the concepts to a lot of people. And we have a lot of guys that played a lot of football. And so, you know, there, we will be locked in on a rotation here as you get closer to Duquesne week. Um, but you're still repping three groups now. So, you know, you rotate guys down, guys get banged up. So, other guys go with other guys. Um, but yeah, I think it is important when you work at a lot of drill work that, you know, the triangle of people working over two people are, are used to playing with each other. But I feel confident that we've got enough guys coming back from last year that, that that's that's ready to go. Back to the uh,
1: Apologies. This might be kind of a weird question, but but a night like tonight where the wide receivers make some good plays and contested catches. I know you guys want to win every rep defensively, but ultimately is like, is that positive for the program to have that kind of competition and and back and forth in a setting like this?
0: For the program, absolutely. Like, there's nothing better than, you know, for our offense to go out there and have success because it's going to build the competition. Same thing adversely to defensively. And I don't think you ever want to be one-sided in your football team. We have good wide receivers. And Jordan's playing really good football. I mean, he's putting the ball in really good places. We know what he can do, but he's got the ball in his hands. But when he releases the ball, you know, especially in the red zone, he's made some really good throws. And we've got a good set of wideouts. You know, Ron does a good job with them. Coach Norvell does a great job with the offense. Alex, you know, our quarterbacks, I mean, they show up every day and, you know, they're a super competitive group. I think it's been a really good back and forth um you know this this fall camp
2: so we as long
1: for more coach i don't know if luxury is the right word but maybe benefits a little bit more appropriate but just what kind of benefit is it for you as
0: a defensive coordinator of the staff that you know your best players whether it's jamie or fabian or maybe a guy like Kalen or tatum at the in the middle of the, the defense or, or older guys and guys like Jamie and Fabian and Coop that have been around now here for the entire three years that you've been here that you all know each other so well, is what kind of benefit is that for you guys right now? I mean, it's critical. I mean, I was walking the hall down in Jacksonville and DJ Lundy and me were walking together. We both look at each other and be like, we've been at this for three years together. And like, there's a lot of history there um, and there's a lot of growth. And then with with history and growth, there's becomes trust. And, you know, we've gone through failures. Uh, We've gone through some successes and, you know, Yeah, we, I mean, we've got a chip on our shoulder. We've got to go play good football. Um, but to do it with guys that you have history with, um, you know, a lot of these guys have played a lot of football. Some of them weren't ready for it. And, you know, we put them through it and we went through it with them. And so we've kind of grown up uh, as Seminoles together and it's our job to make sure we go out there and play the way Seminoles deserve to play. Got time for three more. We'll go to Carter Carls from the Dallas Democrat.
1: Hi Adam. Uh you you mentioned the receivers a little bit, but just in what ways has the passing game pushed the defensive backs this preseason and and just how how and like what ways are is it is it a challenge for them?
0: Well, we have good players at wideout. You know, they they go up and they catch contested balls. Um they're aggressive, um you know, good route runners and, you know, I think our offense does a great job, you know, formationally and just with actions. I mean, over the history of of Coach Norvell's um, career, I mean, they've been you know really productive, and you know they they can run the football. And anytime you can run the football, it creates a lot of plays. And you know, I think Jordan's super comfortable in the offense at this point, and um, you know, just their execution level is 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 really starting to pick up and. know it it comes down especially wild sometimes making some of those one-on-one contested plays you start today you know duke had great coverage on johnny uh it's a one-on-one play three hands are on the ball and you know the two hands of johnny rips it away you know yesterday down in jacksonville duke made one of those one-on-one plays and you know our job as coaches to make sure we're coaching the fundamentals and you know coaching how to win on the rep um but on good teams those those are back and forths And when you win the rep, you're excited about. When you lose the rep, you want to do it again, line it up, and rerun it. And um,
2: that's what we're creating right now with that competition. Right next to me, Ira. I think you, you know, you. you, I think you've spoken before about, um, you know, now that the understanding is a higher at a higher level uh, for the players of the defense that you guys are able to do a little bit more. I think you guys simplified some things last year. Um, When it comes to bringing pressures from different areas do certain guys just have an innate ability to be better at that or is it more just about scheme and timing and that type of thing when you ask
0: that are you saying innate ability to be a blitzer or are you saying yeah the schematics of it
2: i i i was talking more about to be a blitzer get pressure i
0: I definitely think um you have schemes where you say hey this this is the player that's going to blitz on this play because of the formation, the look, the call, the formation distribution, then sometimes I need to bring this guy because he's really good at doing this, right? And so as a play caller, you know, and sometimes that becomes a little bit more third down oriented, right? Um, that, you know, I'm going to bring him to do this, but I mean, I've had players over the years where you say, listen, I mean, remember the the first time Hampson, my first year here came back against NC State, the first play in, we blitzed him off the weak side, and he hadn't made a play. You know because i was waiting to coach him forever and um there are certain guys like that that you know regardless of the formation this is the guy i want to bring and he's going to make full speed decisions um i think last year we 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 got really sound uh teams weren't beating us schematically you know we were leveraging the ball we were tackling we were sound um and we were just trying to get to one-on-ones that we could win uh, um, i think as we've gotten better now we've allowed ourselves to be more. I mean, I always have wanted to be teams that create TFLs, create sacks, because that's how you win third downs, because you get them in third down situations that are bigger and so or longer. And so we have come a long ways. I mean, I get breakdowns after every single practice and you know from drill work to the end of each period of, you know, our success rate on pressures, our success rate on you know, seven man drops from press coverage and all those things. And you know, you evaluate them after each practice. Then when camp settles, it's like, okay, this is what we're going to be. And you want to be that, but you also need curve balls and changeups, So an offense can say, hey, that's what Florida State is, but they're really good at this and this as well, but it's out of the same look. And I think when you can start doing that, then you create offenses that they they have the coach of quarterback have of not when you see it, it's this. When you see it, it could be this, or it could be that. Now you're winning on defense because they're waiting for post snap decisions and now your kids can play faster and the offense needs to react to you. And I've always been an advocate of being an offensive defensive coach where you can, you know, play more of an attack style and make them um kind of dictate how the game will go and where the ball will go. All right, last one, we'll go back to Brendan.
1: You mentioned watching or walking out to the field with DJ Lundy the other day. Uh, from our vantage point it's been really cool seeing his progression even this camp physically and the way he's playing linebacker for you to see it though you know day to day and from how far i guess how far has he come the last three years to where he is now
0: i mean one of the great things about college, coaching college football is you're getting these guys at 17 years old and you know you're getting that third year and you know at 17 you know they're wide-eyed and they want to play they think they're the best players in the country and you don't want to take that away from them, but there's some growth there that needs to happen, you know, and now, you know, there's a number of these guys to even go down the list. You guys have the list. I mean, but there's a lot of these guys who are lining up and they were playing three years ago and, you know, now just the confidence and the understanding in the relationship, you know, um, of, you know, what it needs to look like from coach to player from player to coach. So, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm proud to be their guy to to be the defense coordinator for these guys. Um, be able to meet with them every day and, and try and help them through all the things they need to go through um you know just about everybody in that unit i've had to sit down with them of things that weren't just football that we had to help them through you know and you can go down the list of the guys and you know not to mention the plays that you've that, that you've seen romeo over the years so you know, it just brings a close bond or brotherhood towards it that is part of why i love college football and um you know just looking forward to you know, putting a great plan together this week uh, our last week of camp, you know, and, and see these guys grow even closer. All right. Thank you, Coach. Thanks, guys.